everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and for this exciting episode, I am joined by Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. And Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi. And Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Hello. Um, everybody have a good week? It was okay. Okay. It was busy. Yeah. My... This week, the day we're recording, like my boy child turned 12 yesterday. So we're recording on a Sunday. So he turned 12. And so it was like birthday chaos all weekend. But it was okay. Yes. I didn't get a lot of reading in, which made me sad. Okay. I do not have that problem, you guys. I'm just, <laughs> anyway. We all know I am an occurrent problem child right now with my mm, era. Literally. Yeah, she wants to be the problem child. I do. Because mm-hmm. I like me a daddy. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, there is nothing wrong with it. There really isn't. And I can't wait to talk about them all with you guys. Because, so, in the Discord last week or the week before, someone said, Hey, Becky, if you're in your daddy era, are we going to get a daddy episode? And it had been on my radar to do one. But it was something that I thought, oh, we'll put off until like Because well, you were not in your daddy. You're not in your daddy phase yet. Right. So I was like, oh, I'll just put it off till July. Um, but I am fully immersed into the daddy era. And so uh, the goal is to record it in April. We'll drop it early for all our Patreon members to get uh, around April 20th. And then um, it'll hit our larger news feed. Um in July. But if you, you know, we do we do a lot of extra episodes over in Patreon that never hit our feed because we do our should you read it's over there. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to know my real feelings on Highest Bitter by Sarah Kate, jump over to the Patreon. The uncensored feelings of the Highest Bitter because you gave your real feelings on your Tiki Talk. I did. You are uncensored in Should You Read It. Yeah. It was a bit of a rage review. Yeah, happens. Yeah, it does. I don't know. I'm still a little bitter about that one. Okay. Anyway, romance term of the week. We've started a new segment where we are going over the vocabulary that we sometimes take for granted and assume that everybody knows. But (laughs) recently we've learned that people just kind of used context clues to figure out what the heck we're talking about half the time. Well, but also because we make things up sometimes, so they don't know if it's a real term or it's a a buzzing about romance term. We do make a lot of stuff up, don't we? We do. I mean, so it is a fair assumption and assessment that they may not know what we're talking about. This is true. Um, okay, so April, the month of April is Indie Author Month. And in the whole month of April... Um, you know, it's it's a great month to push forward and bring forward all of the indie authors. We tend to read a lot more indie romances than mm-hmm. we do um, traditional published romances. So I just wanted to take a minute here and talk about what exactly we mean when we say an indie author. And then maybe you guys can give some of your one or two top favorite indie authors. Um, so indie author, an indie author is a writer who is publishing their work without the help of an established press. Often called self-publishing authors, they are responsible for editing, producing, distributing, and marketing the books they write. 
Um, okay. So Leah, kick us off. Give us one or two of your top indie authors. Um, okay. So straight indie, not hybrid at all. Not hybrid. Indie and we'll author. talk about, we'll talk about the term hybrid next week. Um, Mary B. Moore is one of my all-time favorites. She writes like rom commie suspense. It's, it's a weird blend, but it works. Um, and also A.L. Jackson is one of my favorite indie authors. She writes really emotional, lyrically sound stories. Okay. Jenny, what about you? What about indie authors for you? My my top is probably Penny Reed, which she's mm-hmm. working on making her own press. Um, so go her. She's um, a queen. She is. And um, I read like pretty much everything that Kelsey Kingsley puts out. Yeah. I know you're she does it all on her own. I am. Um, what about you, Lindsay? Who you got for indie? Uh Juliet Cross. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a duh followed that statement. Like, why didn't you even ask? Yeah. I'm so obsessed with her. Like she uh I've just been like diving. Did you did you see her video today that she finished Grim and Barrett and she was like tearing up like as she was doing the video like it made me like happy and sad all at the same time and then I had like a straight up meltdown I was like I need this arc I need this book like yesterday and then I was like no I'm gonna be good and then I was like if anybody spoils it for me I will legit like consider a bitch like down (laughs) I'm so excited for it and I've been rereading that series anyway my other indie author Penny Reed for sure like she's the one who like opened the door to indie romance for me. I was like really burnt down on romance. I would stop reading romance and then I discovered Penny Reed. And then like from there, it just spiraled and it was wonderful. And then Chiffy Kate, like they're, they're so awesome. I, I really love their books, like the way they write about New Orleans in particular. And then like Leah and I talked about this in an episode, but like the way the tone of the entire series matches the way they write a place is. Mm-hmm. Re- and I really love that about them. And I just love them in general. Well, they're me. delightful people too, which helps. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that's like, that's a question. That's a hard question to ask because we read so many indie authors. Like I mean, I just honestly, like I happened to look at my shelf before like we started and I was like, oh, those two, like they were the first, like what two of the first ones I've seen, but it's really hard to narrow that down. What about you, Becky? Since so you asked the question. I, I will go with like current top favorite Carrie Elks. I'm mm-hmm. obsessed. I love her small town romances. They're very rom-com-y, but with great emotion. And I'm not, it's hard to make me love a rom-com. Yeah. Um. So if you can keep me in you know, in the rom-com, then you win. Yeah, she does really great at, like, the realistic, like, oh my gosh, that just happened moments. Like, (laughs) awkward, but I'm there for it. The other thing I will say about her, and we had this conversation uh, with a friend, with a community member, that, so recently we learned that Carrie Elks lives in the UK. She does not live stateside. She has not lived stateside. And um, she does a phenomenal job of writing U.S. slang, U.S. idioms, and never do we get, like, I was blown away that she lives in the U.K. Because a lot of times, based upon how an author writes, because U.K. English is different than Mm -hmm. U.S. English, and I think it's even different than Canadian English. 
And Carrie Elks, you cannot tell. Nope. And I just, I adore her books. So I'm all in on those. And then I'll give some love to Jay Salmon. Um, you know, I have liked her rock band and I really liked the Boston Billionaires, most of them. <laughs> um, so what Lindsay? Her chaos series is phenomenal um yeah i, I love the chaos series too like chaos one of the books in that one like the sister of the billionaires is like my favorite jay salmon book that is yeah i like that one anyway those are mine um we'll talk more about indie authors uh throughout the month throughout the month but really honestly uh, just it's re- what we mostly talk about. Anyway. You know, <laughs> in years past, we've highlighted indie authors and done the whole month all indie, all in. But if you go back and look at our backlist of QSR episodes and you look at our trope talks, 99% of the time we are wrecking either hybrid authors or indie authors. Rarely do we have a full episode of publish. Um, we definitely don't have a full episode of publish. I was like, that would be there might be a, for me a to publish, do. like a fully published every once in a while. Yeah, quick shots. I think the majority yeah, of the ones that we've done published are like Lexi Blake. I think all of the quick shots, all of the authors have been hybrid. I don't think we have done mm, maybe an archived episode um avery flynn is no she's considered hybrid because she's done Avery's some indie off- offerings mm-hmm. sawyer is hybrid okay i mean we just <laughs> don't really talk traditional published books very much not that there's anything wrong with say, them they are just not books that. that we gravitate to i will caveat that like we've talked recently about how um traditional published books in particular like when we are doing quick shots they are usually featuring like biopop characters or authors mm-hmm. and that representation is really good like the Ange- angelina m lopez was a tradition she's a fully traditional well, that natalie author. kenya natalie mm-hmm. is and um and I just denise read williams my book mm-hmm. not too long ago um she's indian and she wrote a phenomenal it was called partners in crime i loved it <laughs> Um, there, so there's a lot of like representation in that community. Um, yeah, not as spicy as I'd prefer. Not all of them are as spicy as I prefer, but they're really, really well-written books. Yep. Okay. So let's get to what we actually are here to talk about. We are back with a trope talk. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that this would be a really easy trope talk for us to do. And it was complicated people. More complicated because you're than wrong I... about things. I'm not wrong. Lynn, Leah, I'll kick you off. We are going to mute her. Um, <laughs> I okay. had to do some homework. I texted you earlier about this, but I had to do some homework today because I was like, I cannot recommend the same books again. So I had to like go back through all these books. And I was like, well, I am going to recommend some of the same books again because if people haven't read them yet, like get there's it a reason together. that you keep like, read it yesterday <laughs> get it together I, I definitely feel that because i was like oh my gosh i feel like these are the like same like i had to cross some out and then i was like oh yeah some of these names are going to sound familiar sorry people well and my thing was as i was going through the list like a couple of the tropes i'm like well it could be this but it's 
really just on one side. Okay, well, let's get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. that. I was like, does anybody even know what we're talking about yet? No, No, nobody nobody has a clue. They're like, and that's what I like. What the heck, ladies? Okay, so on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are talking connection tropes. Now, I will say, these are some, a lot of people do not like these tropes. I happen to like these tropes. Yep. Um, So we are talking instant connection or traction Insta love, one night stand, faded to love, also faded mates, and love at first sight. If you are a slow burn lover and do not like instant connections, then you want you are gonna want to go back and listen to episode one twenty three, where we talk all about medium and slow burn romances. Um. There's a pretty comprehensive list on that episode, though, so it's not like we hate the slow burn. We're just... No, I don't... You know what? And actually, as I was going through this list and trying to come up with, I really have kind of... Okay, last two eras excluded because they're different. Um, the dark era and the, the daddy era. The, daddy. the dark uh, and the daddy. The dark and the daddy. You guys, I found a series that is both dark and daddy. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I will say that I, you know, kind of went through a phase earlier this fall, this summer, where I was reading a lot of medium spice and slow burn romances that were really like, I felt like I was Jenny reading the ones with like really deep emotional connections. Yep, that's me. Those 98%ers. Give me sex on page five, people. I need you to... didn't want that earlier this year, which was kind of funny. It, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a problem. I like guess not earlier this year, but like in our reading year. Yeah, I, I'm a problem <laughs> child. We all know this, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I will say real quick. Last week's episode was TBR management, and I got some spicy replies back from people today that oh, that they didn't get any help. Um, in their management, just that it's a little TBR. ridiculous that. We were trying to help them manage their TBR because the problem is they only have a TBR and they only have a problem with their TBR because, because of, of us. us. Well, wasn't it Carrie that put on her like Insta, Insta stories like this is an oxymoron? Yes. yes. But I had some <laughs> other people. Uh, my friend Lindsay, she sent me a message to let me know that she wouldn't have a TBR if it wasn't for us. So maybe we should think about that. And I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have a TBR before you guys either. So both the Lindsay's. Yeah, Lindsay have that in common. And now you can't survive without <laughs> it because it's the best thing ever. I actually have my a bucket like, of chaos. On my... What do you have? Oh, like, it's on my on TBR. TBR. It's on my TBR. <laughs> Honestly, Just... like we talk about a book, like even if it's not, I mean, we talked about in the episode, like I don't actually really have one. It's just literally every book that like is right. comes across my radar is on my tbr so it's just it's infinite it is infinite um okay and we also have some blog posts in our pour over section coming up all about tbrs so you'll want to check that out uh this week over on bookcaseandcoffee.com okay so let's start we're just going to go through each of these tropes we'll give you some book recs but we're also going to talk to you about characteristics and what we like um, and maybe what we don't necessarily like. And then I'm going to start a fight with Leah and I'm going to kick her out and mute her. Are um, you going to define these? Because like, yeah, 
I didn't realize that I didn't know what all of these were. And I'm going to ask some of those questions as we go through. Okay. So that's what we're here for, Lindsay. <laughs> First trope. Okay. Also, I should say these are not real, like, find boundaries. Yeah. Or industry standards. These are made up and buzzing about romance standards. Oh, perfect. Then I interpret all of them correctly. Yeah. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Because you can kind of just assume that anyway. Like if it's on the podcast, it's buzzing about romance standards, right? Because could you imagine like going to an author and being like, "I'm sorry, this is not instant attraction." Well, why do you think that? Because Becky said it wasn't. <laughs> like... Because Becky said so. We should make that a sticker. <laughs> because Becky said so. Yeah. Okay, there are we some. We also pe- need a "You're Welcome" sticker. We don't have one of those. Yet. We don't. Um, there are some people whose children use that as an excuse to their parents when they do bad things. They're like, "Becky said we could." And to those <laughs> children, I say, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this is why Jenny will not let her children hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> she's like, no. Okay, so first up, instant connection or attraction. So what are some of the characteristics of this trope? Okay, so this is the one I left for last because I was like, I feel like all romance has to have some form of like instant interaction at least. Mm, does it though? But does it? Because no. think about it. I mean, a lot of them do, but no. Enemies to I lovers? Think of like an en- enemies to lovers, like a true honest enemies to lovers. Like there's not attraction there. Like they might say like, there might be like, he's hot. But yeah, that, there's at least but that's physical. like an arbitrary that's kidnapping, an arbitrary thing. forced marriages. I mean, now in stalking, now if he's stalking her, like there is some instant attraction there, right? But I'm just I'm trying to think of some like recent uh, quick shots <laughs> we have done, Jenny, and um, honestly, the game I wouldn't say is instant attraction. It took a while because she was clueless and dumb, but okay, not dumb. I can give it, yeah. So I guess for me, that one is like, they form a connection though, because they right. decide. To Every together, romance so. is going to have a connection, but we're talking about. But it's like how that connection manifests. Room, like that first I, sighting. Like the lightning ice, okay. ice connecting. Okay. I, and I, I found one that works for that when like you're reading the book and they like the authors like in the room around us disappears okay i interpreted it as like the initial attraction is the catalyst for the relationship and Mm -hmm. then there's no like resistance so the books that i picked there's like no resistance to them like the cat the like there's the meet cute or there's like an attraction or a connection or something. And in the books that I picked, um, in one of them in particular, there's like an attraction that predates the actual meet. See, this is why Lindsay should just, she should like label all of our things. You should define that. And I will say that instant attraction is often going to have a meet cute or that moment in the room that, and Mm -hmm. it's something that we're going to see instantly these are also going to be faster paced romances these are romances that Mm -hmm. are going to but one of the ones one of the ones that i picked though they had that instant connection but 
like scenario wise, they could not act on it. Well, Olivia Dade's shipwrecked. Mm-hmm. That happens. They have a one night stand, that instant connection, one night stand. And then for the five years that their show runs, they never do anything again. So they go from lovers to friends. And then after their show that they're on together is done, then they decide to explore their so, feelings. So that's a good one night stand book. It's- anyway, but it, but they have that moment of attraction. You yeah, I excluded one night stand from this because it's different. Right. It is mm-hmm. different. I agree. I, anyway, so kind of I was one like, night you're stand. A one night stand. You're not an instant connection attraction. That's something totally right. Well, and I right. also think one right. night, and we'll get to this when we get to one night stand. But I also think one night stand can lead to like a longer drawn out book too, because they can have that one moment, and then you know it's not till six months later they actually come back together. Yeah. Um, I- uh, yeah, and we'll get to that too. But like, I completely agree with you because like one night stand, you're they're looking for something in particular, obviously, and then because it's a romance book, it turns into something else. And they're usually anyway. This is not the right time to go into this. I'm sorry. Go ahead, just do it. We like a tangent, Lindsay. Okay, we enjoy a tangent. I love it because it's like neither of them are expecting to find something great, and they both have to figure out a way to prioritize the relationship even though it was not what they wanted and I think that's really romantic even though like most people don't think of like one night stands as necessarily romantic I think they can be when done correctly (laughs) (laughs) okay so what what do we like and dislike in these kinds of instant connection attraction books what do we like I like that they pop early I like that they're the most realistic and true to real life romance. Mm-hmm. I think they're really easy to connect with. And I, like- I like I disagree with that because that's not how like my brain works. Like, it's just not so. Maybe that's why I struggled with this a little more. Well, because like, I think fr- you are a huge Friends to Lovers reader. I am. And Friends to Lovers is more of a long, drawn out, slower burn. It isn't going to be an instant attraction. So if you think about all those, you just said you weren't sure that doesn't all romance have instant attraction. (laughs) A lot of the slow burns or a lot of the friends to lovers that we read, which I think is why I struggle with them. Mm -hmm. They don't have that instant attraction or they have it, but it's been like seven years and they just now figured it out. Like Jesus touched your eyes. Let the scales go. Well, yeah. and like in a friends to lovers, you do have a connection. Um, it just might not be like a physical romantic connection. They're dumb. Stop well, trying I to mean, justify them. A lot of the <laughs> lovers too, like they're really young when they first meet. Like they're teenagers, and like at that point, it's really like there's some kind of catalyst that usually falls them apart or distances them, and like timing's not right. There's other things, and like it's not instant connection because even if the attraction's there, like it's not a catalyst for them to build a relationship and find their HEA like, mm-hmm. like relatively soon after. It's later on. Okay. One thing I like oh. about the instant connection is like the way that like there's that that spark like you and if the author writes it correctly like you can feel that connection off the page. And one of the things I dislike about it is sometimes it's not believable like in the way that it's written like it's it's written in a far-fetched style and so it's like really 
Like, is that right? But, and then as the book go, like continues on, like you still don't really believe their true connection. Like, and that's what, that's sometimes when I have a hard time with this trope, because I don't feel like some, like sometimes authors don't nourish that connection in the correct way. And so it's like, they had this like, well, he's so hot type of moment, but then it never really moved past that. But I've read some really good books with instant connections. Okay. Too. Does anybody have any other instant connections things they want to talk about before we get to our book recs? No. Okay. Jenny, give us what you got for instant connections. Um, I have Code of Honor by April White. Um, he is working for the security firm and a paint well, she steals a stolen painting. Um and he's trying to like figure out I like a good heist. Yeah. And so he's supposed to be like getting the painting back from her, but does yeah. it? Um Lindsay, what do you got for instant connections or attractions? Um the first one I have is Love Like No Other by Jenna Hartley. They are two authors. They're two authors. He is moonlighting as a romance author. She is a romance author and they meet. Um, there is instant attraction, instant connection. They wind up forming a bond. It's a really good book. Um, they wind up writing romances that are very similar. It creates a lot of problems. They don't know who each other are because he is like, nobody knows who he is except him. It's very, it's very good. Do you have any others? Uh, yes. Neanderthal Seeks Human by Penny Reed. The attraction predates the meat cute. <laughs> um, and it's, it's good. Like she gra- really grapples with the attraction, like the fact that she's attracted to him, the kind of person she is, he is, um, it's really good. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, what do you got, Leah? Okay. So <clears throat> my first one is One Way Back to Me by Carrie Ann Ryan. Now, the way that this story plays out, their actual like meeting and their connection is in the prequel novella that she has, <clears throat> excuse me, as a perma-free that you can get. And so you don't get it in the actual book. But when if you don't read that novella, which I didn't until after the fact, because I was curious how it played out, but like the connection that these two have and like the attraction and like the the subtlety of like the way their relationship builds is just really well done. And like you can you believe in that instantaneous like feelings that they got right away. Like it wasn't love, like not from the get-go, but you you knew that if they nurtured it for just a little bit, like it would lead to that. And that is just a delightful series, but you will get confused because all of the brothers start with E. So just, just to preface that. And then my next one is actually, this one is the one where I say there's an instant connection and attraction, but it is a long time before they actually get together. It is uncovered by Ivy Lane. It's book three in her Untangled series. This is Alice and Cooper Sinclair's story. So Alice comes to work for Sinclair Security and Cooper they have this instant connection. They have this instant attraction, but she is married. And so nothing happens. Like they become the best of friends and really cultivate that relationship. Um, And then she gets divorced and Cooper is not holding back any longer. 
But that's one of those ones where they have an instant connection, but it is like a slower burn because of the nature of the way this, like the scenarios around them. Carrie and Ryan's Coming Home to Us, which is book four in the Wilder Brothers from your book one, is a mm-hmm. similar start out like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So for me, I'm going to go with Until Willow from Aurora Rose Reynolds. It is, he saves her, he rescues her, but they are instantly attracted to each other because mm-hmm. they actually met while on vacation and had a flirtation. Um, right? They meet on vacation first? No, no. Until Willow, Willow meets Clay in the parking lot of the liquor store. Oh, that's and right. He saves right. Her. And he saves and they her. Kiss. They kiss. kiss. Like, yes. There was no, no, um, the eight, no. <laughs> No, May was the one where I'm they were on May. vacation. Anyway, uh, Aurora Rose Reynolds, she writes a lot of instant attractions because... She does. And she calls it the boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and next up, I will go with Reed Rivers Trilogy by Lauren Rowe. This is a three-book series, uh, but she is a, st- a, grad- a student, is a senior in college, graduating, and he is giving a presentation as a business owner billionaire at her... Um, at her university, it's his alma mater, and she confronts him, and there's this instant spark connection between the two of them. And honestly, this is the one that I had the most books to recommend in, um, mm-hmm. compared to all the others. <laughs> so apparently, I got a thing for instant attraction. Um, okay, so next up we have, uh, love or no instant love. Um, so this is where I'm going to end up having to mute Leah because she's going to fight me. But I have to say this. Okay. So when we're talking instant love, this is the moment that they could have been friends previous. And this is my opinion. This is fully my opinion. They could be coworkers. They could be friends, but they have this moment where all of a sudden they are together and it is instantaneous love. And it's when that love makes the switch from, you know, oh, that's my funny coworker. I love them. Or that's my friend, Sam. I love her. Um, It's that instant moment that when they decide to take the jump from either being dinner pals or coworkers or associates to, oh, my God, we are instantly in love and they are never apart. That is how I see instant love. Leah, how do you see instant love? Mine, like I feel as though instant love is like when they see each other and that love, like it is, it's there. Whether or not it is acted upon is a different story. Because Becky and I, we got into it earlier this week when we were talking about this one. But it's one of those things where like that love is there from the get-go like it doesn't change it doesn't falter like it grows but it like it is not there's not a friendly love it is i am in love with this person but if they are married when we meet i cannot act on that and so i am going to love them from afar and when they get divorced and then are available they just act on those feelings that were already previously there. Like the love didn't change. They just were able to friendship. Love is not the same as romantic love. It just 
but the book we're talking about they did not have friendship love but he is such a good guy they did have so we're talking about only one regret from natasha madison and it is a friends to lovers romance and it is one of the best written friends to lovers like i have ever read he's married when they meet he is married he has two girls neither one they decide that he's she is his agent they are friendly but they are there for each other as friends like she's the auntie that helps take care of the girls and she tries to be friendly with the ex-wife but they have this moment in his kitchen during a party his divorce party um and they act it's like all of a sudden instant love like I no longer have this friendly brother sister type relationship. I am I am seeing my attraction. I'm seeing my momentum. I am moving forward in it and they never part. That's how I see instant love. And Leah thinks that it's they've always been in love, but circumstances kept them apart. And then the love is the same from the beginning to end. Jenny, what do you think? This is interesting because I took it like, um, basically like these people like from the time they meet there is something there um and sometimes like it is like right away they're both all in sometimes it's a little bit of like one's pushing the other and then they're all in but it's like like all in right away and then usually other things happen that make things a little rocky but um yeah yeah they're all in from the start and then get to their HEA and Lindsay, how do you see instant love? Almost the same as Jenny. Okay. I like That's yours and definitions better. Like a combo combo <laughs> of yours. Like I would have actually had books to recommend. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, there's a lot of books that follow into that. Yeah. yeah like, I was I kind like, of like, I do not like insta love. This is not for I, me. I, I will was, say I'm like writing this down. <laughs> I will say like I feel like the true insta love stories like there like there are some that work really well but the insta love that like you guys are talking about like a novella is typically where you will see those instant loves and obsessions and that's the thing like those insta loves are almost obsessive love at times and you will see those more in a novella than a full-length novel right these are I mean these are typically hard to believe um Mm -hmm. it's got to be written very well for you to like believe that they are actually in love and not just in lust or infatuation or something else um yeah it's difficult and that's fair okay so what do you not like about instant love is it just that they're hard to believe yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they feel way too quick and because of the the fast pace and like kind of the reckless abandon with their emotions, it just feels really hard sometimes to buy the HEA. Like it feels like they haven't really thought out or gotten to know the other person. They've just decided like, oh, this is going to be great. And like, that, I mean, maybe that works for some people, but it just does not seem realistic to me at all. <laughs> well, and I feel like sometimes in Insta Loves, like when they are the full length novels, like it it's almost too drawn out. Like there's not, there's just too much happening around them. Like they're not nurturing that, that love connection. Like they're adding in other elements that I don't think are necessary. And so sometimes, and I think that's why it works really well in a novella setting, because like you, 
you're not expecting all of that outside drama and like the novellas like they are a little bit more believable when there's a little less like nurturing to the the length of the relationship um okay Lindsay, give us do you have any instant love books to recommend no we're counting one night stand separately right right yes, yes. yeah so no 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 okay no. Leah, do you have any instant love, however okay, you wish so, to define them? So Hide and Seek by Layla Frost. Like it is borderline insta lust, but like there is that instant love between them. Like it just takes them both a little bit of time to acknowledge and react to it. And then I also have, it's a novella that I just read. It's called Stalked by the Coach by Myra Stratham. It is a novella these like she has a whole series that she wrote it's stalked by the said football player and it's basically like the the heroes see the heroines and are like "Ooh, she is mine like i am going to stalk her and do what i can and make her mine and they're just little delightful novellas but it goes the other way too like once the heroine like sees the hero they um same thing and they're kind of okay with the stalking with the stalking, <laughs> with the stalking. <laughs> yeah um okay jenny what do you got for instant love all right so melanie moreland does the insta spark mm -hmm. collection she is one of the very few people that i can like i can believe the instant love um most of those books um are standalones but kind of connect to other parts of her world um and you can see my review on the blog <laughs> um so i have two i have kiss by kiss by kaylee ryan he walks into her bakery and he is instantly in love um instantly and he buys baked goods every day so that he can see her and she is not interested in him and then well, and that's not to interrupt but that is one thing too like the instant love it doesn't have to necessarily be both the hero and the heroine it can be on one side and not the other um i will go with claimed and claim and protect by rena morgan it's part of the menahaven series she is a waitress at the club that his brother owns he is attracted they find out that her ex-husband is not a good guy and once he sets eyes on her he never looks away she's a mm -hmm. single mom he moves her into his house. Um, yeah, it's like instant. I'm done. But Renna Morgan writes a lot of instant relationships. She does. Well, she writes uber like possessive alphas like Aurora does. Yeah. Yeah. I have so. Aurora on this list like multiple times. Okay. I actually, I purposely kept her off because I knew. Um, okay, so next up is One Night Stands. So obviously we are talking, these are stories, they either have that one night stand, have sex together, and maybe there is time before they see and meet again, because those are great and awkward romances that I'm a fool for. But then there's also that one night stand that just keeps being the same night over and over and over again. Um, Okay, Leah, kick us off with what do you got for one night stands? Okay, so my first one is Getting Played by Emma Chase. Um, this is Dean and Lainey. So they meet, they have a one night stand, and then she finds out that he is her son's teacher. So it's delightful. And then there is an accidental pregnancy that like does happen. So if that's not your your thing, then I would stay away from this one. Because that 
pregnant, like they have that connection. They have that, like they are going to nurture that relationship, but the pregnancy is like a big factor and like the way the relationship plays out, but it works and it makes sense, but it's a really good book. It is part of a series, but you can read it as a standalone. And then my next one is actually Dirty Headlines by LJ Shen. This is one's a few years old, but it's Kellyan or Killian. I don't know how to pronounce the hero's name. It's French. And Jude is our heroine. Her real name is Judith, but she goes by Jude. So they have a one night stand. She then proceeds to rob him. And then she goes to work and he is her boss. Nice. Nice. It's very good. It's really well done. I really enjoy it. Like they, it has those enemies to lovers vibes, but it works really well. And she wears chucks, like different color chucks. And so she's like my spirit animal <laughs> with all the chucks. Um. Okay, Jenny, what do you got for One Night Stands? Um, totally Folked um, by Penny Reed. The prequel, Just Folking Around, kind of has their, it's the One Night Stand. Um, and then um, I think Leah and I did a quick shot on Princess and the Player by Samantha mm-hmm. Mills. Um, they have a very unique One Night Stand. Um, they don't know who each other are. No, it's a masquerade ball, one night stand. Yeah. Nice. Lindsay, what do you have for one night stands? Um, Dragon in the Blood by Juliet Cross. It is the second book in her Veil of Stars series. And it is Vala's story, um, Cole's sister. So Leah and I did a book on, or a quick shot on the first one in this series, But so basically they're fated mates and she is an assassin and she's decided that she is going to be alone forever. She has no room in her life, like for, with the culture of the Morgans. Um, She's decided that like, she has no room in her life for a relationship. So they finally get together. It's a one night stand. She's determined it's a one night stand. Obviously it turns into more because he's like, we're fated mates. Like we can't just have a one night stand and be done. Like this is insane. (laughs) um but it's got a really good story like this is actually not a standalone like you should read it in order because there's an overarching plot and like so much of the plot in each of the stories is like driving that overarching plot um and then like as far as one night stand i just want to highlight like two of my favorites from before recommended many times before dr heartless by jay salmon i really love that like so good. He's not even who he says he is when they have the one night stand and they still find a way to make it work. And then after hours on Milagro Street, that is like my favorite one night stand scene, I think, of any book. It's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> that that opening scene makes that whole book. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. It really is. Are you real? I think you're a ghost. <laughs> so I, I couldn't help myself. Um, I tried to be better, but I just can't no those are great <laughs> i was waiting for neutral grounds to be thrown in there too yes oh, oh and that quick shot is dropping the week this episode does too so um okay so for me i have wrong by janet Aston. this is a great mm-hmm. one um she works at the coffee shop he comes in every day to have coffee they um have a one night stand together and then she ends up it's an accidental pregnancy she ends up pregnant and when she goes to student health, he is the doctor. Um, so that was a little awkward. And then awkward. Dirty Secret by Marilyn Kelly. This kicks off her Slayers hockey series. 
And the hero and the heroine have a one night stand after a hockey game in Canada, in like Montreal. And um, she goes back home to Chicago and he is traded to the Chicago team. And it's also her brother's like mortal enemy. So it's a great, it's a great one night stand. And actually I had 19 different authors and books of one night stands. I have a lot of one night stand books as well. It was it was hard to narrow it down, but I have not mentioned these two on the podcast before, so it's like I'll go with those two. What are we gonna say, Jenny? I, th- I think that's like an important factor in the one night stand is like seeing how they come back from the one night mm-hmm. stand. Like, there's a lot of like, oh, now one of them's the boss of the other one, or uh, how did you end up in the same city as me? I always think those are fun. Don't- Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think they're really fun. The only thing I don't like is when they use the one night stand as a catalyst to an accidental pregnancy and neither of them are ready for that. And then it creates like absolute chaos. And then it winds up with like, there's some that are done well, but most of it, it just feels like a very rushed HEA. Mm -hmm. And see, I love that chaos of the accidental pregnancy, (laughs) but I like that trope. So it works fine. It works fine for me. And I also like a secret baby or a baby on the doorstep. Um, And so, like, I don't mind that. But then I was thinking, like, there's a series that Kay Lindy does that's called the Cruel Money series. And in the novella, they have the one night stand. And and I realize as I listen here to you guys, a lot of authors do that. Like, instead of just jumping into the series, they have the novella. So, like... In The Cruel Money, she has a novella, and then it's, like, four years later, they have a chance meeting. Um, She's house-sitting for his mother's uh, Hamptons home, and he brings his friends over, and, you know, um, it's very Gossip Girls. If you like Gossip Girls, you should read it. Um, But... Yeah, it just it's interesting because all everyone's like, oh, well, the one night stand was in the novella or the attraction was in the novella. And I wonder if that helps. I wonder if part of the reason of doing that is to help those naysayers that are like instant attraction or one night stands are not my thing. You know, so if they don't have to read it in the novella, but they get this other book where there's already this connection that's established. I wonder if that makes them more palatable. I think Leah froze. Did everyone freeze? No. No. Okay. Um, We're just intrigued by this idea. Right? Okay. So (laughs) uh, hopefully she'll be back. Um, Okay. So let's go Faded to Love. Because this one was not. um, This one was not as easy as I thought it would be. I. Sorry, Jenny, you were going to say no, something. No, go ahead. Because okay, I actually I, put, Lindsay should have something here. <laughs> um, yeah, I do have books here. But I wasn't really sure what the difference was between this and Faded Mates. So I interpreted it as like Faded to Love is more in like the contemporary genre. Because right. Faded Mates is absolutely paranormal. Like Absolutely. It's very much- I did them separate too. Yeah. You yeah, should I have. disappeared so I thought- for a minute. My internet like went haywire. I'll be back though. <laughs> Um, Um, But yeah, I interpreted like Faded to Love as like the contemporary romance version of like Faded Mates, like where there's just like circumstances that are there 
that are like clearly trying to pull them apart but like no matter what happens like they keep like that love just keeps pulling them together it's an inevitable kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was my interpretation so what do you have any books that are in faded to love but not faded mates because i'll let you we'll do faded mates next yeah so damaged by riley edwards they like they meet when she's still a teenager and they feel very strong attraction to each other they basically love each other before they get together like Mm -hmm. years before and then when they finally do get together like he's still resisting he's still like you're too young like you're not ready for this yet and she's like get with me damn it like i'm done with this and then that happens (laughs) um and it's really good and it's just like an inevitable kind of love and then help me remember by corinne michaels she loses her memory and entirely like she has no idea what happened to her there's a mystery going on around like what caused her like she was attacked by somebody and they're like trying to figure out who did this to her like what's going on what was she working on like there's a so there's like a mystery suspense element to it and she does not know that he's her that that he was her fiance and because it's her brother's best friend she's been lying to everyone about their relationship they've been together in secret so it's like them and it's really kind of heartbreaking um, but it's really good well in that amnesia trope is a really hard trope to write well and that one was done really it was an interesting take on the amnesia trope but it worked really well like um, okay, Leah, why don't you give us your faded to love, but not faded mates? Okay, my faded to love. Um, let's see. First, I'm going to go with Every Promise You Made by J.E. Parker. This is Evan and Hope's story. So Evan is the best friend of Hope's brother, and they were a few years older, and they were in the service together, and her brother gets killed in action. And they're, like Evan has a lot of guilt over the way that he Hey, Pat, like he died. And, but these two, like, they've always had this really intense connection and love for each other. But Evan is so like, he's so guilt ridden and believes that things that her brother said, like right before, like he died, like that he thought was meaning something else, but it's, it's angsty, but it's not over the top. And it's really emotional and they have such love and devotion to each other that it's just it's really good i ugly cry throughout this entire series it's just it's really really well done um and then actually so anna hackett um mission her protection which is book one of her team 52 series this is rowan and lachlan um they were actually friends when friends and neighbors when they were little kids and then rowan actually moved away so they haven't had contact in years but they had such an intense connection and the way in which they treated each other as kids when they meet again when Lachlan is rescuing Rowan from a a bad thing which um that connection in an underlying like devotion to make like to bring out the best in each other was still there and it just was really well done Jenny what do you got for faded to love um I put the difference trilogy by Ali Martinez and I think a lot of her books have this kind of faded to love Mm -hmm. um vibe to them because there's like all these other circumstances that like this is the only person you could have possibly been with like given the way the cards have fallen um, type thing 
She writes trauma ma- romance. She really she does. does. She oh, really she does. She can break yes. you and then break you and then break and... you some more. Okay, so for Faded to Love for me, I have the mixtape by Brittany Cherry. Mm-hmm. They have a chance meeting. They don't know that they had this chance meeting. Anyway, if you haven't read that book, it has been over a year. Go read it's that really book. Good. Um, and I think Brittany Cherry does a lot of Faded to Love. A lot of her books are a little bit more emotional and there's this progression of, you know, from this moment forward, they have always been. Um, and then I will go with right. Say It's Forever by A.L. Jackson. And I'm not giving away why these two are fated to love, but just read it and be yeah. prepared to ugly cry through the oh, entire she, book. She does that. Well, but I feel like A.L. Jackson does a lot of the fated to love. Like- I agree. Well, because I was thinking about that whole the whole redemption hill series well it's all like faded one to like the like when that like twist shows up like you knew like that was the those two were meant to be i almost had put that one on the list but i did not okay so next we are going to do faded mates we were supposed to do love at first sight but for length of episode we will say love at first sight for another um I had a hard time with love at first sight anyway, so I'm not super sad about that. Okay, because I really want to give some time to Faded to Love because, so in all honesty, I am not a PNR reader. I don't think Jenny is a PNR reader either. Not Yeah, not a huge... Um, You know, I can make the social disconnect to read Mafia and Daddy Romances, um, but for whatever reason, I struggle a little bit with the paranormal elements. But I'm trying... I am reading what is being recommended. I I am working on it. And I hope to be doing more paranormal, even if it's just a couple sentences here and there that we're talking about. But both Leah and Lindsay read quite a bit of paranormal romance. So, Lindsay, tell us what we should expect in a faded mate's romance and then give us one or two recs. It's basically like... The paranormal version of soulmates. Like, there is something inevitable. You don't really get much choice in it. Like, it is instant. And usually, like, if it's paranormal human, like, one of, one of the entities realizes the connection pretty soon. Um, it's very intense. Um, but one of the things that I really like about it is that usually these books depict, like, very strong partnerships where they come together to make each other better like they're not necessarily just like trying to force one into the relationship or like trying to overwhelm one with their abilities when the others like usually they're not always they're not always at the same like there's a power dynamic that comes into play in these books right like so it's mm-hmm. different. so I really like that um well and one of the things though too like there's sometimes that dynamic where like they don't want a faded mate and so they fight the faded mate aspect of it yeah they do um that's yeah that was definitely dragon in the blood by juliet cross which i talked about earlier and yeah they don't always want it and then the other thing that happens too is like usually the hero can be overly aggressive about the relationship sometimes like Mm -hmm. i don't understand why you're not just like getting on board with this i don't tend to love that when it's depicted like those are not the ones that i'm reading (laughs) written on my skin (laughs) yeah but like the ones that i really like are like where one that's clearly got the stronger abilities of the two is like 
making an even playing field in the relationship. There's compromise, there's balance. And even though they're like they're overly dominant males, usually like they're submitting in some way to their mate because I don't know. There's just usually like pretty balanced partnerships, I find. It is. And then honestly, there's a couple different styles of faded mates and PNR too. Like you have the faded mates where like there's like no sexual attraction to any other like person like shifter entity of any kind aside from their mate and then you have the ones where like they can go out and bang whenever they want but the minute they see their mate they can no longer do that so there's like two there's two different styles of the faded mate romance there's it's not that one is better than the other it really is a personal preference as to what you like I like to read both of them but some people really just enjoy those faded mates where it's like that is the only, one and only person that that person can connect with. And then, um, but then you have the other side where there's, there's a lot of times it's like, they're like, I, I never want to mate. Like, I'm just going to go out and sleep with whatever I want. And then they do have the mate, like you can get the rejected mates as well, where they reject the mating. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're still stuck with your faded mate because that's the way that the like the world and fate wants you to to do it okay give us your book rex go ahead Lindsay. um vampire king by rowan hart it is a vampire mafia series that i really enjoyed earlier this year short quick read um she's a human she's coming to him he is a vampire king obviously like he is ruling this underworld type place um and has been he's very old it's it's an age gap huge age gap <laughs> your age gap like thousands of years centuries um but like she's coming to home because her friend has been kidnapped and she's got to make a bargain and that's like the catalyst for their relationship and then the other one is rabid by ivy asher and raven kennedy it's part of a i think it's an eight book um wolf shifter series and it's written by multiple authors. So like each book in the series is written. There's actually a male, male um, wolf shifter in that series, which I want to read. Um, it's been on my Kindle forever. But Rabid like is unique because Rabid's unique because she is in an abusive pack situation. She's escaping her pack. And then she winds up going like she winds up getting abandoned Um she winds up getting abandoned very quickly after she actually like does her first shift at into a wolf um, with this other pack that she's been led to believe is like very brutal. And then her wolf decides the leader of that pack is her fated mate. And it is pretty wild. It's a good one. Um, it's very unique in terms of like what you typically see in wolf shifters. Okay. And then Juliet Cross writes a ton of these, like a lot of hers if not all of her paranormal books are faded mates mm -hmm. well hers sometimes are faded mates but sometimes they're chosen mates which is a little bit different we can always talk about that in a different episode yeah. leah what do you got for a faded okay, mate rec? so faded mates um first i have a mate's bite by millie taden this is a shifter romance um it's a one night stand where they are at a claiming ceremony, like they're in the fields, they have their their moment, and she does not believe in the faded mate aspect of it because of who she sleeps with. And it's kind of like there's a chase, like there's some chase. It's a little bit of pride, <laughs> one must say. Um, and it's just really interesting in the way like the story plays out. But Millie Taden, she writes 
a ton of paranormal. She actually has a paranormal dating um, series. It's like a matchmaking series where the owner of the, the paranormal dating series, like somehow like discovers faded mates for all of these like paranormal. Sometimes they're human like mates. Sometimes they're like all shifters, but it's actually a really interesting series. There's like 30 books or something like that. And then next <clears throat> is uncorked by Delta James. Now this woman is a queen of the faded mate. Um, this is Damien and Kenzie's story. Um, and there's some, there's not, there's some misconceptions in the way that the story plays out because of how the story starts, but it's really interesting. Delta is a fan of the knotting and um, all of those types of things. If you listen to our Omegaverse word of the week, then you'll know what that is. Um, but Delta writes a lot of shifters, a lot like there's human connections, but um, she's big on the faded mate. Um, sometimes consent is a little dubious in Delta's book. So if that is something that's important to you, um, we can talk. Just message me and I can like direct Just you slide into her other. dms slide into my dms and then i have one more no um, marie no more johnston no more we're done marie john one more no, marie these johnston. Are good. she needs to recommend these these are she good has a, a like series a called episode. the sigma if nobody cares if they love it um the sigma <laughs> menace series um book one is called fever claim it's jason cassie cassie doesn't know like shifters exist <laughs> Like they have sex and he like bites her and claims her and gives her like the mating mark. And she like has no clue what's going on. And he is, he's delightfully possessive, but yeah. So you the never Sigma answered if the dragons have hemi penises though. No dragons typically do not have hemi penises because in Marie's books, at least in Marie's books and in, um, in Juliet's books, they don't. Yeah. They don't. They just have they're reptilian. They're, Most they're reptilian. But they have human style penis they're, they're human like they, they're not mating in dragon form they're mating in human form yeah mm, although yeah. i did read a book recently where like they do the mating like in human form and like have to do the claims but then and now like, i need therapy and now they're i need both therapy. now we need a new podcast <laughs> episode where we talk about form. just all the all the pnr and shifters and faded mates <laughs> and chosen mates and we're never leaving this soon. trope talk <laughs> Jenny, did you bring a snack? I think we need snacks. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But again, I know you Lindsay guys want to talk. Honestly, you don't even have. You could just show up and like guide us to the right direction. Like, and Lindsay and I can just talk <laughs> about like them. a seven-hour <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, you can be our here's an your idea. Up. Here's time an idea. Up. Here's an idea. Why aren't you two writing a Patreon exclusive PNR podcast? Oh, that is a really good idea, Lindsay. That'd Why aren't we really doing fun. that? I'll text you this week. Okay. <laughs> so now those are our book recs. You can find a full TBR over on um, our website, buzzingaboutromance.com. At the drop of this episode, we will have a clickable where you can go over to Amazon and purchase all the books. Um, okay. It's that time, everyone. It's that time for book. Book. Oh. Love the week. Okay. Jenny, what is your book of the week? Um, Scorching to the Touch by Ophelia Marquis. And okay, she she says that these people are toxic. The whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, is she the asshole? Is he the asshole? 
Are they both the asshole? <laughs> Are they both assholes by the end of the book? I'm not going to tell you. You'll just have to read it. It's we on my them. Kindle. And I saw today that she made a TikTok that was like, if you don't, or if you're not into toxic people, do not read this book right now. And I'm not. And I'm but like, it was, was it delightful? I'm like, what? It, it kept me engaged because I was like, something went on here. And nobody's being honest. Well, and she, but Ophelia did say that she is releasing a prequel novella. And it, yeah, it's like, but well, I think the one you hate or something like that. I don't remember the exact title, but hate is in there because it's like how they, how they meet mm. and all that. Did, and you won't tell us at the end of the book? I'm not going to tell you who the asshole is. You'll just have to read it. Damn it. Well, clearly somebody's still the asshole at the it's Bryn isn't it from book one he's the asshole <laughs> <Probably> is <laughs> just saying okay Lindsay what's your book of the week hot asset by Lauren Lane she's an FBI agent investigating him there's mutual oh, attraction I love these books yes they're so good um I actually this was a reread for me um it's just so good. Like she's an FBI agent. There's a lot of morality preventing them from getting together. So it's like a lot of will they, won't they? She doesn't want to tarnish the case. And then like he doesn't know at first she's investigating him. Well, does I can't so remember. So have you anyway. read her lipstick and stiletto series? And then she has the Oxford Men series. Mm -mm. Oh my God. They're so good. The lipstick and um stiletto series is about a woman's magazine. It's a group of women that run a magazine together. And they find love. And then the Oxford Men series is based on like a GQ sports maxim kind of magazine. And then they fall in love. Oh, my God. I love Lauren Lane. I love her. Anyway. Okay. I love her, too. I've loved every book I've read by her. And we don't talk about her enough. So we I don't. read it this week. And I was like, pro show. Recognition I, for her. I love her books. Yep. Uh, Leah. Okay, so my book of the week, I actually did a lot of rereads this week, but then I went back to the dark era and I read Silent Vows by Jill Ramsauer. And but then but then I also read the silent the secret sin novella that follows this one. They are delightful and wonderful. And yeah, they I mean he marries her because she doesn't talk. Yeah. But honestly, like his goal of life is like to find out why she doesn't talk and then to hear her like when he finds out she actually can talk like it is to make her talk. Yeah. He's a little possessive, which he is not super happy about. But those books are so quality, well written, so well done. Mm -hmm. and they're a slower burn. And so like a lot of times in like I know for Jenny, you know, in the mafia, they move so fast to like the sex part that there's but not these like this. deep connections well, in the novella they do they start out with a one night stand yeah it's okay though i think that you would like silent vows jenny and there's consent i think so too there and is there's consent. consent consent is important in these ones okay it's on my but tbr it's really it is really really well written and really well done and i was and really I, honestly like i am gonna devour her backlist i'm really excited she moved her books to ku like it's mm -hmm. This was oh, a yeah. better. This last week was a great week. Natasha Madison moved her books to KU. Jill Ramsauer moved her books to KU. If you like fantasy, so your Bennett put her Stone Veil series over to KU. Mm -hmm. So lots of KU reads for those of us that like them. Um, yeah. 
Okay, book of the week. I I'm in daddy era. Every book from now forward for at least a couple weeks is going to be daddy. It's going to be daddy. Um I found a series by Bianca Cole that are daddy mafias. Now listen friends, there is no consent in these books. So if consent is important to you, these are not the books for you. Um I'm currently like obsessed with Brutal Daddy by Bianca Cole. It is book five in her Chicago Doms series. She is kidnapped. She is chained to a bed. Anyway, she's a good girl and he wants to be daddy. So Ooh, she has some shifters. I'm looking her up. Uh, in this book, he also has a paddle that has an imprint of daddy and he spanks her, puts daddy on her ass. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so Patreon update. I just want to say thank you once again to all of our patrons for supporting us. Um, we would not be able to bring you the podcast without our patrons, but also we have gone to updating our Amazon storefront. Um, and you can find some shopping lists. I made a TBR shopping list over there today. Uh, last week I made a comfy, cozy read shopping list. So if you're looking for like the, um, inclined lap pillow for your Kindle or the clicker or the husband, um, you can find those. And there's also like office supply lists, like the desktop vacuum and, Mm -hmm. um, some other cool things that pieces that we like that we think you might like. And every time you make a purchase using our Amazon link, it does give a small kickback back to the podcast. So if you're purchasing books, please consider clicking through from our uh, website over so that um, we get a little bit of a kickback because, you know, as Gloria likes to say in this economy, (laughs) things are starting to get a little pricier and we would like to keep doing the podcast. Um, Also, we, Buzzing About Romance, is going to their very first signing. We will be at the HEA Readers event in Indianapolis, Indiana, on November 3rd through the 5th, 2023. Tickets are still on sale right now. VIP tickets are almost sold out. So if that is something you're interested in, you absolutely are going to want to grab those. Um, We will have the link to tickets on in our on-the-shelf show notes, but it's also always on our website, so you can check that out. And then there are so many fun events coming up in April. In early May, like happy hours are exploding right mm-hmm. now. So at the drop of this episode, we will have a Natasha Madison happy hour. Um, Aaron Nicholas happy hour. She's at the end of the month. We yeah. have plot a book. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on Kylie Kent. And there's someone else that week already, too, though. And Carrie Elks is coming up. Well, that'll have already happened. So they can go That's back true. and watch Carrie Elks and Jill Ram's Hour. Um, the following week will be Natasha Madison and Plot of Book is coming back. And then that ne- J.D. Uh, Hollyfield. Yes. We have J.D. Hollyfield coming up. She has a new book called Power Out. It's a co-worker, billionaire boss uh, romance. And then, um, like I said, I'm working on Kylie Kent. When you have your... Oh, never mind. And then Erin Nicholas. I'm in the wrong dates again. And I'm super excited because Erin Nicholas is going to celebrate the fact that her Badges of the Bayou series will be available in ebook, audiobook, mm-hmm. and paperback at uh, by the end of the month. And so yeah. she'll have some freebies. And she's a supporter of the podcast. So 
Mm-hmm. And she writes a funny book. And she writes a funny book. So. And she likes puns. She likes punny titles. Which just makes Leah happy and giggle. Anyway, uh, thank you everybody for all of your connection romance book recs for this episode. Um, Anyway, I guess that's all I got. Okay. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 